Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. You know, the Giants are a team that have nothing to worry about the rest. They could, the rest of this decade, they can phone it in. And I think this last postseason, even though they lost that crushing game four to the Chicago Cubs in a one-run loss, I mean, they could have beaten the Cubs. They didn't. The Cubs weren't winning at all. But they had those two great games. They had the wild card game victory. They had the extra inning game victory in game uh, three of the division series. That kind of was the, I mean, in some ways you could say that was the last hurrah for the Giants um, because, you know, you look at this team, they're still going to have Posey, they're going to have um, Bumgarner for the next year, they're going to still have Crawford, they're going to still have Belt, they're gonna, they, they still have good, solid players and Pence. They have the next couple of years where they can still put together a really good team. But, and they have some young players to be sure, but if they don't win piddly poo the rest of this decade, you know, they've won three World Series titles and threw in a third postseason appearance along the way. And they have gone on to become a team that just consistently draws three some odd million a year to their to AT&T Park where they're just beloved. If you say, okay, what's the most beloved Giants era of all time? It's clearly going to be this decade, at least in San Francisco. And so they've got nothing. They've got nothing to prove. They've got zilch to prove. If they win the division next year, great. If they win another World Series, great. They've already won three. They've already had, this is already their decade until proven otherwise. They are a team that has no pressure on them, zero. None. Zilch. What team has all the pressure in the world on them? I think one team, now that the Cubs have had their pressure removed from them, you could say Cleveland because of how close they came to winning the World Series. But I won't. I will say the Dodgers. I can't fathom a team under more pressure than the Los Angeles Dodgers to win and win immediately because of several reasons. Nobody, nobody, and I mean effing nobody, will remember this run that the Dodgers have gone on unless they wind up winning a World Series title. At least a pennant, but I think a World Series title is imperative because no one will give a crap about this team and the fact that they've won. I mean, let's go to a recent time, okay, because they have been successful by all, by all rational margins when you consider the fact that they have won four straight division titles. And in fact, since 2004, they have won one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven division titles. Seven division titles in 13 years. 
Hey, that's that's pretty amazing. In the last 13 years, the Dodgers have won more than half of the division titles. And you throw in a wild card appearance in 2006 as well. So you would think they have been the team that dominates the National League West. I mean, if you won more than half the division titles and you throw in another postseason appearance to wet your whistle, yeah, this is our division. Nobody will think of it as their division. Because three different Octobers, they've seen their rival, the Giants, jumping up and down, winning the World Series, and they have not won a pennant since, in, 20, in 29 years. It'll be 29 years without a pennant. I mean, that's started, you rule of seven, you're, if you're in your 30s, if you're in your early 30s or younger, you've never seen a Dodger title. Dodger pennant. And in fact, they've only won, let's look at this, one, two, three, four times. Four times in 29 years have the Dodgers won a postseason series. They won the division series in 2008. They won the division. Think about it. They went from 1988 to 2008 without even advancing to the league championship series. They won the division series in 2008. They won the division series in 2009. They won the division series in 2013. They won the division series in 2016. whoop the damn do whoop de damn do There is now, we are going to be approaching three decades without a Dodger pennant. Despite the fact that they spend more money than anybody, that they make an effort to put the biggest product on the field, and they draw nearly four, and they draw 3.7 million fans each of the last four seasons. Now keep in mind, when they fell below 3 million fans in 2011, I went to a lot of games that year at Dodger Stadium. It was empty. It was depressing. The team was facing bankruptcy and facing the embarrassment of the, of the, the, the beating of the giant fan in the parking lot. They were a laughable team. They were a disgrace and couldn't meet payroll. Remember that? Remember how they couldn't meet effing payroll? That they were that and there was the whole McCourt treating the team like its own personal ATM machine? Remember that humiliation? The new ownership came in and have won four straight division titles. Since the Giants won the World Series in 2012, every year since then. The Dodgers have been the NL West champion. Now, of course, the Giants won the World Series as a wildcard team in 2014 while the Dodgers were left in the dust by the Cardinals. But I digress. They have spent more money than any team in the history of baseball over these last bunch of years. They've put together the division titles to show that they're a contender and will put a team on the field and have great fun moments. And, oh, yeah, they have the greatest pitcher currently breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide in the planet, in Clayton Kershaw. Like their counterpart down the five highway with the Angels, who have been blessed having the best player in baseball in Mike Trout, 
The Dodgers have the best pitcher in baseball in Clayton Kershaw. What an interesting 2014 World Series would have been when the, you know, for at least for those of us living in California, if the Dodgers and the uh, Angels had faced off in the World Series, we would have had the Trout-Kershaw matchup. Instead, both teams got their butts kicked in the postseason. That's neither here nor there. They spend the money. They win the divisions. They have the best pitcher in baseball. They have great highlights. They have the Corey Seegers of the world who are the new, this new breed of Dodgers that are coming in. And yet, they have yet to even take the National League Championship Series to a seventh and deciding game because, and this may sound cruel, but because Kershaw got his butt handed to him in Game 6 of the National League Championship Series in both 2013 and 2016. They need to do this. Otherwise, a period of time filled with money being spent, superstars being retained, will result in nothing. No one remembers the Twins put together a great run in the 2000s. Or the Moneyball, the only reason people are going to remember the Moneyball A's is because of the, the book and the fact that Brad Pitt starred in a movie about him. Other than that, no one's going to remember the great run that the A's went on because there was no pennant. There was no championship along the way. So the Dodgers have to do something because they're quickly becoming long-suffering Dodger fans out there. And you've been blessed having great superstars on the team. You can't put together team after team where you go to October and this and all of a sudden not have anything to show for it. And they lost Grinky. They have a solid team. And they had a wonderful year this year that they got two wins away from the World Series. But they still haven't done it. And oh yeah, they're doing it now where they still have a mess of a television contract. And according to the Los Angeles Times, they're going to be increasing the prices of virtually everything. Everything. Ticket sales, parking, concessions, all that's going through the roof. And they're going to have fans piling in there, spending more money than ever. And they're now going to be doing it where you're going to be wasting the greatness of Clayton Kershaw. Remember I talked about a few days ago about how um, Mike Trout is signed through 2020? Clayton Kershaw is signed through 2020. You have those two franchises. You have the, uh, the Dodgers and you have the Angels. They have, they have a time to ticking where they have their Hall of Fame superstar, and they got to get them a championship, and they have until 2020 to pull it off. Well, the pressure's on the Dodgers. They'll be remembered as a gigantic flopperoo, and one of the great flopperoos of all time. If they start outspending the Yankees, which they have been, and result in zero pennants out of it. Zero. And, and quite frankly, they can't afford that. The pressure is on them big time. They need to figure out what's happening with this team. Now, if you take a look at the club, some things are looking. They have, they have Kershaw. Kershaw is healthy. 
the best pitcher on the planet. They have young Julio Urias, who is a tremendous pitcher, absolutely tremendous pitcher. Maeda is still there, solid pitcher, and he's signed for the next bunch of years. And you have your Seegers. You have your Petersons. I don't think they should give up on Puig yet. They have a good, solid team. Andrew Tolles is a nice player. He's a good, solid player. They have the players to put the team around. they got to win it now. They cannot go down as the team that spent the most money and had them blessed with the biggest star, one of the great stars in the game, and wound up having fewer World Series appearances in that stretch than the freaking Royals. You know, that it just, they can't let that happen. The pressure on the Dodgers to follow through and be a championship caliber team is, I think, deafening. They should be one of the, I mean, the whole idea was they're going to spend money and be like the Yankees of the West and everything like that. The Yankees of the West, just get a pennant. Justify what we've had. They're not even the Indians of the West. And so the Dodgers, who are now going into a season where a big part of their identity is gone, with Vin Scully no longer the announcer on the team, is this now a team that has no connection to Brooklyn, has no connection to that long-term effect. And they have to do something. L.A. is theirs, and they could also be a type of franchise with the big star in Kershaw, with potential stars on their team like Seager, that they should be, absolutely should be, a marquee franchise that people follow and people wear the hats that people get into. But they don't have the signature moment. They don't have the signature moment for Kershaw. They don't have the signature moment for anything on the team, even though they've had wonderful highlights including what's-his-doodle, was it Charlie Culberson? Who hit the big, yeah, the, the, the division-clinching home run on Vince Scully's final home game and everything like that? They should be one of those teams, and they're not. We remember teams and think about teams whether or not they're off the hook or not based entirely on their October success. Is there any pressure on the Kansas City Royals? No, they won back-to-back pennants and a title. No pressure this decade. Is there any real pressure on the Cardinals? No. They want a pair of pennants, a bunch of division titles, and a World Series title. What about the Giants? Please. They can lose 130 games this year and still say, "Ah, well, still our decade. The Dodgers have nothing to show for it. Nothing. And with that comes a year where they have pressure and impatient fans. They're not happy in L.A. L.A. fans are not happy with the situation. I don't know if they have been placated by the Los Angeles Kings winning titles in L.A. It's a Laker town, and the Lakers have won a title this decade in 2010. As a a Celtic fan, I really would rather not talk about that. But the Dodgers are blowing a monumental opportunity to own the city of L.A., to be that marquee franchise in the National League, and to, frankly, 
take on the Cubs and have it not seem like such a mismatch. Then it's, I mean, granted, tons of injuries on the Dodgers and everything like that. But they got to come through big time. They have the manager of the year. They have the best pitcher in the game. They have the rookie of the year who's going to be a, an MVP candidate. You know, I talked about Chris Bryant and how he shot up and now he's won the MVP and everything like that and the ring. Well, Seager could be one of those players, and we all saw what a tremendous season he had in his first full one with the Dodgers. That this should be, could be, should be one of those teams. All eyes are on him right now. The traditional, again, as I said, the Indians, there's pressure on them, of course, to win, to break that. But there's a different promise for the Dodgers. The promise for the Dodgers is greatness. The promise for the Dodgers is being an elite team. The promise for the Dodgers is bringing the great new memories and allowing these players, the Seegers, the Urias, the Peterson, the Puigs, the Kershaws, and to be able to put them alongside the Says, the Lopez, the, the Lopes, the Valenzuelas, the Hershizers, the Koufaxes, the Drysdales, the Willie Davises. The Dodgers had a chance that they were putting together a super team in the 1990s with Piazza, with Mondesi, with Nomo, with Hollinsworth. They just, uh, there was one of the Karos. All those rookie of the years they put together, and it looked like they were putting together a big super team, and they broke that up. Then came Manny Wood, and under Joe Torre, in a couple of years where it looked like the Kemps and the Loneys and those players were putting together, and the one year where they went to the postseason on the Finley home run, and they had Adrian Beltre. Think about the Hall of Famers that they dropped. Beltre, Pedro Martinez, and Mike Piazza. The Dodgers have had chances to put together. Is anyone going to remember those Piazza years as all-time great years for the Dodgers? No, chances are you think of Piazza as a Met. The Dodgers have had chances to put together great teams and go far. And now here we are. They have to do it. They can't go another decade without winning a pennant. Think of it. You've gone the 90s without a pennant the 2000s without a pennant, next year will be 2017. We are in the stretch run of this decade and still no Dodger pennant. You can't be a marquee franchise, a superstar franchise, and not have your marquee moment. So with the Cubs off the hook, the Red Sox off the hook, the White Sox off the hook, I'll say it. It's the Dodgers who have the most pressure on it. At least the Mets have won a pennant a few years ago and a pennant in 2000. You know, at least the, I mean, the Angels won a World Series in 2002. At least some of the other big market teams have had at least something that they can point to and cling to. Instead, the Dodgers are becoming really, really close to becoming the example of big market and big money not being the answer. So, well, the Dodgers spent all that money, and how many pennants did that get them? Nothing. They have to win. The Dodgers have to win. And this may disgust some of my Giant fan friends. I'd like to see them win. I think that a Dodger championship is good and healthy for baseball. 
I talked about this a little bit during the NLCS, but I've been really thinking about it because we have to adjust what we think in terms of a tortured fan base and a tortured franchise. Sure, the Seattle Mariners are a team that have never won a pennant, much less a World Series. Sure, the Washington Nationals, who I think are in the same boat as L.A., um, have never won a pennant either. But there isn't the expectations of that. There isn't the sense of this is a franchise that does this all the time. The Dodgers at one point were that, one of those teams that you expected to be in the World Series. As I said before, they're the only team that won multiple World Series titles in the 1980s. They had three trips to the World Series in the 70s, won titles in the 60s and in the 50s, both in L.A. and in Brooklyn. The L.A. Dodgers, from the minute they landed, set a reputation of going to the World Series, 59, 63, 65, 66, 74, 77, 78, 81, 88. No long droughts there. No long droughts for L.A. fans, except for now. So you're on the clock, L.A. You can't lean on the Cubs. Hell, you may not be able to lean on the Indians much longer. I believe that once you start getting to multiple, like three or more decades, without a trip to the World Series, you can officially call your fans long-suffering. Do we really want to see one of the biggest markets in baseball, and one of the most expensive teams in baseball, and one charging the most money, turn into a team that defines futility? Well, guess what? That's kind of what's happening. So you better win a pennant soon. I'd hate to see Clayton Kershaw wind up being one of those players who go like, oh, finally Kershaw's in the World Series, and he's here with the Marlins. I don't want to see that. Kershaw should be the greatest Dodger of all time when all is said and done, and I want to see him winning a title. Some of it's on him. If he didn't get his butt kicked in some of those years, they could have gone further. It's on the Dodgers as a team as well. Want to see it? You're on the clock. Our eyes are on you. Big time. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Trevor, and iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, putting the pressure on the Dodgers. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.